just a couple announcements. Uh, the Parsonage, the electric has been disconnected. We're ready for demolition. Demolition will hopefully start next week. If there is anything somebody would like to salvage out of the Parsonage building itself, please feel free to do that sometime this week. Uh, keep in mind there's no electricity over there, so if you want to do something, you have to have a flashlight or whatever. But uh, I do know that the refrigerator is already spoken for, but uh, there's some other things over there that maybe somebody would like a garage door opener or, you know, I know there's some pegboard over there and that kind of stuff. So if you'd like to, uh, <clears throat> the back door, the sliding doors facing that way are open and uh, just go in whenever you feel that you have the time. If you have something that you would like to salvage, go ahead uh, and you may go over and look around and see what's over there. It's not a whole bunch over there, but you know, just in case somebody has an idea. Uh, Joe, I think the air conditioning unit and possibly the furnace is spoken for. Not the furnace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, you know, go over there and uh, see what you can find. You know, uh, there might be some canned goods on the shelf, a can of Spam or something like that. that you know, somebody might want to. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, a little rusty. That won't hurt it. Okay. Next, immediately after worship, we're going to have a short, very short information meeting about the equipment that we got from Ephrata Church of the Brethren. And when you come in the door down there, you see that big piece of equipment laying on the floor. That's a screen, a movie screen. And that will be, that or something similar will be placed in the sanctuary here. We want to talk about that uh, just to keep you updated on what's going on. Yeah, and, and coming up with the ideas and everybody saying, yeah, that sounds like the best idea, and then we can move ahead with that. So uh, stick around F just 15 minutes after the service is over. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we will do that. That will give Karen time to get the cake and ice cream ready because she has a birthday coming up, and she's going to have cake and ice cream out here in the lobby. And, and uh, then after our little short meeting, we can go out and, and enjoy that. Well, that's more for us, so. <laughs> she does have a birthday coming up. Did you see that on the back? Wednesday. Yeah, so, and who else has? Oh, and Ty and Tracy have a, a anniversary, and Saturday, I think there's a young man's having a birthday on Saturday. That, an old guy. Yeah, he's getting old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is Davy's birthday coming up? <laughs> oh, that's right. Evelyn's going to be having a birthday. My goodness sakes. Wow. A year already, Ryan. Oh, oh my goodness sakes. Oh, boy. 
exciting. Yeah, soon she'll be driving. Thursday, was that 7th? Was that the 7th? No, yesterday was their anniversary. I don't think it made it in last week. Oh, okay. So we're, we're a little late on that. But anyhow, we'll, we'll have to wish Ty and Tracy a, a happy anniversary. Okay. Well, we are running late. So uh, attention to our joys and concerns. And uh, Christine, do you have anything that you need to update us on? Okay. Uh, yes, I had a, we had, of course, we have on here about Lillian Bats, and everything's about the same with her. I didn't hear anything yesterday. I don't know if Eleanor knows anything different of Lillian Bats since yesterday. Eleanor? Okay. Okay. So did everybody hear that? With Lillian? Okay, and uh, we had another prayer request this week. Joyce Taylor's son, Greg, had his other leg amputated on Friday. Came through the operation very well from talking to Joyce. And we're just happy that, and he has... According to Joyce telling me yesterday when I talked to her, his attitude is wonderful. With what's been happening with this guy in the last few years, he lost the one leg below the knee and now the other one. And this is just not, you know, you wonder, oh boy, how much more can someone take here? Uh, but Greg, yeah, he's just a, a guy that he takes us in his stride and, and here he is. It's like the Lord is, is watching over him, even in a sense of, of what is happening. It, it's horrible, really, to, have, to lose both legs, but Greg is he's just a good guy. I've, I've had him in my own prayers very much, and, and, of course, all of us were praying, and the whole church has been praying, and it's wonderful. And it's wonderful for this church that we do this. Uh, we have become a very prayerful church. And I feel very blessed being here among all of you that all the things that are happening with people all the time, there's just a need every day. It just seems like it's something different. I know our prayer guide between Susan and I, we sure do shuffle around. And Pastor Sandy helps a lot with it too. And we're putting more information on all the time. But honestly, it's so many people with needs. It's just how the world is. But thank the Lord for being here for us, whatever the situation. Absolutely. Anyone else? Tina, let me get back here. Oh, I'm going to catch Gary here before I get over there. Yeah, the little 10-year-old Maddie, uh, 
10 months old, sorry, Maddie, who uh, when they brought her to the med center, didn't even expect her to make it, is actually uh, home now. Wow. Uh, she's doing better. Uh, she has problems. She was on so much medication that she has sort of like a withdrawal thing of trying to get her off the medis medication. But thank God for the prayers and the family that they could keep their little girl. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such a young person. Good morning. Um, I have two things to share this morning. Um, first of all, our friend Barb, who had the lumpectomy, um, and I did send her a prayer shawl and what she called a little care package, because I always put the devotional in there and all the notes about uh, the prayer shawl and how we hope it blesses you. And um, she sent me a very, very nice note and said that, um, first of all, that her MRI prior to the surgery came back and showed no other signs of the cancer being anywhere but uh, that one spot, which was a true blessing. And her surgery went really, really well. And she said, I just know that the surgery was a success due in part to the prayers from your church. And I so appreciate the prayer shawl and uh, the care package that you sent me. Uh, that her and her husband both were just so touched that someone would do that for them so and the other thing I have is uh, the little Haley and I do have a last name now Christine it's Haley Detman um, I got an update that physically she has she's the little girl that was run over by the tractor uh, physically she has made great deal of progress emotionally um, this family is really really struggling um, in case you don't remember, she was actually, the parents are divorced, and she was at her father's house when it happened, and apparently the father coached the other three children as to what happened. So the whole story, so this is, of course, adding to everything for the mother and all of them, and the children having to feel like they have to hide, you know, what exactly happened to her that day. Um, and on a side note with Haley, um, when I put her on the prayer list on February 9th, after church, I went into the library looking for a prayer shawl. And as you know, our people making them has really dwindled. And there was nothing in there. And I just kept, I've been telling Joyce Strickler, and she's not here this morning, but I've been telling her for probably three years that I need to learn how to crochet so that I can help the prayer shawl ministries because it's so near and dear to my heart. Well, I went to AC Moore, I bought yarn, I bought a crochet needle, and I made a prayer shawl for Haley. Wow. It's not perfect. <laughs> I wanted to show it to, I actually have it here with me. This morning. It's not perfect, but it's beautiful. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I'm sure there's things, Joyce, um, till I got to the end, I don't know, some of you closer can tell, but till I got to the end, my stitches are actually pretty good. I can probably check with Mary Baker after church. Um, but the beginning, not so much. But Haley is still going to get this, along with a note that, and 
You know, I, I was telling a lady that I had dinner with the other night, she makes prayer shawls for her church, and I told her, I said, you know, I, I never understood until I made one myself, and maybe because I know where this one is going, but I prayed so hard for healing as I made so for her to get this and know that every night that I sat and would crochet, maybe not so much in the beginning because I was really concentrating on what I was doing, but um, there is truly a lot of prayers in this prayer show. And a lot of love. And a lot of love. And this ministry is so special to me, and I just feel blessed that I can finally be a part of it. Yep. In that way, because I counted in my head probably the last six years um, since we gave the 15 to the medical center when Brett passed away. I think I myself personally, other than those 15, have probably given away 40 prayer shawls. Wow. What a ministry. But I keep these ladies hopping (laughs) because Joyce will say, you need another one, don't you? (laughs) And uh, so now I'm I'm very blessed that I I can help them. Even if mine aren't perfect, they're going to have a lot of love. They might not be perfect, but the love is perfect. (laughs) There you go. That's great. Wonderful. Anyone else? Nancy? I have a couple. We had my daughter-in-law, Steph Kozer, on, and on Friday they told her she no longer needs to wear her brace on her arm. She can start to carry packages. She can't carry her children yet, but... So she made great progress. We had had her one for, I believe, nine weeks. So it was a praise that she's doing well now, or better, much, much better. Barb Adams had surgery. I got an update on Thursday. She didn't get her biopsy report back yet. She has elevated blood pressure and pulse, so still appreciating prayer. And Kevin Zorn was to get a special treatment end of February, but he had chemo before, and it, he had testing at the medical center, like, all day, uh, and there was something with his heart, so he needed to see a cardiologist that was put on hold, but some of the chemo affected the lining of his heart, and they want to make sure he can tolerate that treatment before they proceed. And I think that was, yeah, that was the three. Okay. Karen? Um, one give a brief update on Mario, our son-in-law, who had the ear surgery, and um, they got the bones in alignment again. So we're praying that this time it'll stay, because what's happened after the other two times is they move. So hopefully they'll stay. And I would love if I could still crochet and knit, but my hands hurt too much. I'll ha- I would have to see if I could do it in bits and pieces. And it probably wouldn't look as nice as yours, but but maybe all of us should attempt. Maybe we could make them smaller. That's a thought. Anyway, sorry. It's just my husband was asking me, well, you can crochet. Um, We talked about having our little get-together. So two weeks from now, which is March 22nd, um, we had a conference of... Joel and Nancy and I, and we decided that we're going to get pizza. And so then if you want to come and you want to bring snack or a salad or bag of cookies, whatever, 
um, to kind of help with the pizza. And then we'll, we'll play some kind of group Bible game afterwards. And, and those who don't want to play can obviously chat. But looking for a way to have some fun and fellowship together. Um, and it'll be here right after church. And Joel will probably run out the door and go get pizzas since he liked the pizza idea. Papa Joel. Good idea. Good idea. <laughs> Unless somebody else wants to get it. But. So, so mark down March 22nd. We'll do it right after church. I'll try and tell the pastor to be brief. Does he always listen? No, he pays no attention to me. <laughs> Extra anchovies. I don't think I like those little fishies. Well, like we said earlier, we do have some birthdays, Karen and Owen. Uh, remember after the service to pull Owen's ears, he had, he's going to be 32, so uh, 32 times you have to pull his ears. So. Maestro. Well, praise the name of the Lord. My bio clock, you know what your bio clock is? That's your body sort of having a awareness of time. Your body will, will do that. My bio clock on Time Change Sunday is just all goofed up. I woke, I woke up at 3.30, new time, 2.30, old time. And I've been awake since then. What's wrong with this picture? Yeah, they just... They ought to leave the time alone. But that's, that's me. That's me. Some people maybe like it. I don't know if I've ever met anybody that really liked the time change. But, but there might be some. Well, hallelujah. Uh, praying through to, uh, for a message today. Let's start with Psalm 25. Well, it was a life-changing verse for me. Psalm 25, verse 10. Psalm 25, verse 10, predicated on verse 4. Psalm 25, verse 4 says, Show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths. And then verse 10 says, All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, that is, has said and amet. Those are the Hebrew words. To such as keep his covenant and his testimony. If you're walking in the Lord, everything will touch mercy and truth. Should, should. Everything that Jesus did touched mercy and truth. So let's go back to uh, the book of Genesis this morning. And uh, let's go to the end. Anybody enjoy going to the end of the story and then finding out what the rest of the, rest of the story is? Go to Genesis 50. We're going to look at the end of the story. Because I don't know in two weeks whether or not I come back to this. I haven't, didn't pray that through. I might. There's, an, there's enough really good stuff in here about mercy and truth. Um, and this is the end of the story about Joseph. And how it was that his father, Jacob, uh, also known as Israel, uh, same, same person, 
uh, he had died and for what Joseph's brothers had done to him since dad died, now maybe Joseph's going to take opportunity and he's going to ha really hammer us. And uh, uh, Genesis chapter 50 verse 15 says, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did for him. The evil they did to him is, is the story that we're looking at back in chapter 37 today. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, before your father died, he commanded, you know, dad said before he died, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. He cried. By the way, a merciful heart will cry more than the unmerciful heart. It, it, you know, it's not that you can't cry selfishly, but when you are crying for the sake of others, okay, that's a mercy-giving heart. So we're seeing Joseph's heart here. He's crying. He wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face, and they said, Behold, we are your servants. And Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? No, I, I'm not God. But as for you, you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. How big is your God, folks? The tough stuff, you, have, you serve a God big enough to take the tough stuff and, make, and turn it for good? huh? How big is your God? Joseph believed in a God. God meant it for good in order to bring about as it is this day to save many people Alive and not just his family, but a whole bunch of Egyptians who would have starved to death otherwise. Let's go back to the beginning of the story. It's the setting of where, where the story starts. Back to chapter 37. I think that's right. Yes, chapter 37. And the, and the question as we read this story is, all right, this, is, this was the setting for Joseph and where he started. What about you? Where did you start? And where are you going to end up? You know what? I really don't know exactly where I'm, I'm going to end up. The Lord might come before this body quits. And the Lord will just take me. That'll be the last generation. That could happen. But maybe not. But the question still is, where do you end up? And where did Joseph end up? Was he particularly a merciful, compassionate, tender-hearted, willing-to-cry type 
person in the beginning? I don't think so. But that's where he ended up. Aren't you, get, aren't you glad that God gives us some time to grow and mature spiritually? Thank you, Lord. And Lord, just keep moving me along. <laughs> keep moving me along. Some people imagine that we got all this intervening stuff, all this terrible things that happen in life, all the problems, all the difficulties, stuff that happens with our families, stuff that happens wherever, maybe church, maybe at work, maybe, who knows? Maybe it's the neighbors. Anybody here have? No, I'm not going to have you raise your hand if you've got mean neighbors. Uh, <laughs> I had some neighbors that, uh, that one church ran them out of there, you know. Poor crying out loud. He was he was mighty he was nice to me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the whole story, and I you know what, I'm not gonna go digging too deep. But the question is, where do you end up? And where did you start? Some of us, some of us uh, I think about uh, growing up and I was nowhere close town. We were the closest town what it was like eighteen miles. And, and we lived, and the school was away from town, and so there was no, all the kids in school were from farms. And all the, almost all the kids in my, out of the 44 kids in my elementary class, almost all of them were exactly like my family. They did not, maybe we had, if we had indoor plumbing, it was in the kitchen, and we didn't have indoor toilets. It was all outhouses kind of thing. And we were all in the same boat. And we all sort of started what you might say was at the bottom of the pile. And I sort of thought the whole world was that way. Well, it's not. Did you know it's not? And so you may look back on your life and you may see, well, you know, here's where I started. And then I did, then I did this. And then I did that, and it worked pretty good. And then I had these problems, and we were bouncing off the bottom. And then, then things turned around, things went better. And, and here's where I am today. Now, how did I get from here to there? Well, we can, what's fascinating in the Bible is there are certain people you can watch what happens in their life. Moses. You know, well, he was in the court of Pharaoh, and then he killed that guy, and then he was out there in the wilderness, and then, then he, there was the burning bush thing, and then, and then he goes back, and, and him and Aaron go in and say, let my people go, and they eventually get, a, they get out there to the Red Sea, and God delivers them, and then they're in the wilderness. Well, that's sort of down here, right on through. A fascinating story is this one about Joseph. And take a look at, at this story of Joseph. And uh, let's, let's sort of sort of go through this. Joseph, uh, now Jacob, that's the father, dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. This is a history of Jacob, Joseph being 17 years old. He was 17 years old. 
was feeding the flock with his brothers, and the lad was with the sons of Bela and the sons of Zippor. No, no, Zilpha, I'm sorry. His father's wives, and Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Yeah, man, 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 man. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age, and also he made a tunic, an outer garment of, of color, many colors. Some translation will say many. It's actually just say of colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably with him. Hey, I don't know if it was that tunic that was the bone of contention, but there was a bone of contention. What's, you know, what's a bone of contention? That's when you got two dogs and one bone. It's a bone of contention, yeah, well. <laughs> now, Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his, he, he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. Yikes. Can you imagine yourself being in this, in this story? Do you know what? This is a very human story. This is, this is not covering all, over all the blemishes. This, this is all, the whole thing. All right. So he said to them, please hear this dream which I have had. Uh, there we were binding sheaves in the field. And then behold, a sheaf arose and stood up upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. But it's, that's not the end of it. By the way, rarely is it the end of it. When we have a bone of contention, yeah, this sort of goes on and on. Then he dreamed still another dream, and it was told to his brothers, and said, look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun and moon and 11 stars bowed down to me. <laughs> Good grief. Joseph, do you know anything about being humble? Joseph, do you know anything about having a tender heart? Joseph, do you know how to restrain yourself not to make others jealous? Joseph, don't you know? You know, 17 years old, what did I know when I was 17? Yikes. Joseph probably knew more than what I knew at 17. That was just, you know, he was dumb as rocks and so was I, 17 years old. And it just goes on, just goes on and on and on. Had another, you know, this, uh, 11 stars. Well, that's the brothers bowed down to me. And he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said, it's not even polite, folks. It's not even polite. We know that. Were you taught that that's not polite? Well, Joseph didn't know better. What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed bow down to the earth before you? By the way, was it a real dream from God? 
Oh, absolutely. It came to pass exactly like this. Exactly. Wow. It was from God. But just because it's from God does not mean you just throw it out there and say, you know, I'm spiritual and every, everybody else is not so spiritual. His earthly father gave him a coat. You know, I got a coat nobody else does. And his heavenly father gave him a couple dreams. And you, know, you know, I got dreams and, and none of you else of you got dreams. Well, so there. Nah, 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 nah. Can you, can you just, have you ever known kids like that? Have you as a kid ever been that way? Huh. I, yes, I had three brothers and let me tell you, it was like this. I know this is real human nature. This right here is real human nature. Verse 11 says the brothers envied him and his father and mother kept the whole thing in their mind. And his brothers went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So he said to, said to him, here I am, and he said to him, please go and see if it is well with your brothers and well with the flocks and bring me back word. So he sent him out to the valley of Hebron and he went to Shechem. Now a certain man found him there. He was wandering in the field and the man asked him saying, uh, what are you seeking? And he said, I am seeking my brothers. Please tell me where they are feeding their flocks. And the man said, they have departed from here, for I heard them say, let us go down to Dotham. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dotham. Now when they saw him afar, here he comes. Oh no, here he, when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired, this was a conspiracy, they conspired against him to kill him. We have had it. We're just, we're just, you know, we went, by the way, what is murder? Murder is just getting the person you don't like out of the way. If you ever wish that that person was out of the way, out of your life, that is murder. Whether you fulfill it or not, that is murder. Don't murder. Say, okay, God, if you need to use them to bring my heart down to a humble, lowly, and merciful place, Go ahead and use them because I know if they were taken out of the way, you'd have to find somebody else to do that job in my life. <laughs> now, that's the truth. That's the opposite of murder. Oh, God, use them that I don't like them, but you can use them in my life. Then they said to one another, look, this dreamer is coming. Therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit and we shall say, some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben, one of the brothers, Reuben, when he heard it, he delivered him out of their hands and said, let us not kill him. By the way, it takes one person, God used one person to set up Decades and decades and decades and the salvation 
of a whole lot of people. All it took is one righteous voice. And so don't be afraid to speak a righteous voice, your voice. Let us not kill him. And Reuben, Reuben verse 22, uh, said to them, shed no blood, but cast him into this pit, which is in the wilderness, and do not lay a hand on him, that he might, uh, that, and here's the reason, that he might deliver him out of their hands and bring him back to his father. So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, that's the thing he was bragging about, and the tunic of many colors that was on him. And they took him, cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. And they sat down to eat a meal. Then, therefore, they lifted up their eyes and looked. There was a company or a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from uh, Gilead with their camels bearing spices, balm and myrrh, and on their way to carry them down to Egypt. So Judah said to his brothers, I know. (laughs) You know, I can just see him doing this. What profit is there if we kill him, our brother, and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother in our flesh. And And the brothers listened. Then the Midianite traders passed by so that the brothers pulled Joseph up up and left him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. By the way, that's a bunch of money. And they took Joseph, that's they, that's the Ishmaelites, took Joseph to Egypt. All right, so so here's Joseph. He's up here. He's, He's got this coat. He's got these dreams. He's got this, another dream. And he gets thrown in the pit. He's brought out of the pit. And he's sold to the Ishmaelites. You know, that's, by the way, is that the far down as he goes? If you know the story, you know that's, it goes way further down than that. Becoming a slave in Egypt? No, no, no. So he's, there he is in Potiphar's house. You know the story? He is in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar's wife accuses him of falsely, and he ends up in jail. Well, that's, that's way down there. How does he get to the merciful heart at the end of the story? Yeah, he goes through some really tough stuff. And it is, is it his fault? Well, it might be his naivete, but let me tell you, God can take the whole story. Did God make his brothers do that? No, but I'll tell you, this God is big enough to take the heartbreak, the tragedy, the difficulties, whatever we face, he is able to take the stuff of my life, he is able to take the stuff of your life and turn it for good. That's who this God is. And if you say before this God, well, Lord, you know, it says in there, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. Lord, I think maybe I need to learn that stuff, mercy and truth. And you may, (laughs) 
whatever, you know, what gifts do you have? Well, you know, I can, I can play the piano a little bit. And I got, I got this three-dimensional mind. I can take stuff and I can imagine stuff in color, three-dimensional, in my mind. Now, I used to think everybody could do that, but you know what? I don't think my wife can do that. Can you do it? She just can't do that. Well, you know, that makes me a little bit better than her, you know. Well, let me tell you, she, there's a lot of things she can do I can't do. We, how many of us have lifted up our soul over some gift? You know, music is a gift. I'll tell you what, music people can be, Megan, put your, put your fingers in your ears. So, some music people are some of the strangest people on the face of the earth because they got music, you know. You know, what, what gifts do you have in your life that, you, that makes you feel a little bit better than other people, you know? No, 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 no. <laughs> if you got the gift of the coat, if you got the dream and then another dream, you know what the next thing is? You probably end up in, the, in a pit. The process of God working a humble heart unto compassion and mercy it can be and usually is a difficult route, especially for hard-headed people like me. You're probably not so hard-headed. You know anybody that's hard-headed? Well, maybe you are too. You know, so what is it going to take? Lord, I want to learn. Well, I'm not even sure Joseph had had this, this picture of, oh, you know, someday, you know, he, all he could see was, his whole family bowing down to him. Well, what comes in between there? If that is from God, what does God have to do so that when you get hit, get to that point, you're just not way out of, out of whack? Well, he has to do some things. And over the years, time and time and time again, I've seen people go through really, really tough stuff tragedies, heartbreaking stuff. You know, and here's what I have, here's what I believe and here's what I've seen. This God is able to take the most difficult things and from that squeeze out the grape juice of life. And make us sweet. And make us tender. He's able to take it. And more than for, our, the whole point is not for your good or for my good. It is for the good of those around us. And, and God did this in Joseph. Not just for Joseph. Now, Joseph was part of the picture, but the main part of the picture was not just Joseph. Joseph ended up saving his family. He ended up, you know, and the, the whole story about, you know, the, the famine and having enough food in Egypt and, and Joseph having, having the picture of what was going to happen. God took that and use that, but I'll tell you what, sitting in jail for all those years, 
Yeah, well, it was down there in that jail. God did something in Joseph's heart. Whatever you go through, if you feel like there's pressure on your soul, that whatever you're going through is putting pressure on you, say, okay, God, whatever it takes, I'm going to seek to praise your name because you're bigger than this. You're bigger than any problem I got. You're, you're bigger than my impulses. You're bigger than me thinking that, well, you know, I, I got a coat of many colors and I got these dreams and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm better than all my brothers. No, 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 no. He, God brings us down out of that stuff. And whatever the gifts may be that God puts in us, but by the way, I, I, uh, I love to hear, hear people with a musical gift, hey, you know, and how, how, uh, however, however it, God did it to put Brother Walter in my life, I just praise God for that, you know, I, I enjoy. But you know what, Walter's a little bit different, you know, you know that. I say that kindly, Walter. I, but I enjoy his music. And God, through people like Walter, and God through the gifts you may have, what is it for? It is to bless those around. Let's finish the story. Well, so they sell him 30 or 20, 20 uh, shekels of silver, verse 28. Reuben returned to the pit, and indeed Judah, or Joseph was not in the pit, uh, and he tore his clothes, and he returned to his brothers and said, the lad is no more, and, and where shall I go? So they took Joseph's tunic and killed a kid of the goats and dipped a tunic in the blood, and they sent the tunic of many colors, which they had brought it to their father and said, we have found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? And he recognized it and said, it is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth on his waist, and mourned his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him. But he refused to be comforted. And he said, for I shall go down to the grave to my son in mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Now the Midianites had sold him to Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of the Pharaoh and captain of the guard. Wherever you're at today, it's the middle of the story. Where will you end up? Oh, God, get me in your school. Help me to learn your ways. All the paths of the Lord. Lord, help me learn that. I don't want to be away from learning the paths of the Lord. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this day, for this wonderful story, how it is this uh, young man, 17 years old, 
uh, God had a plan to use him irrespective of what his family did to him, irrespective of the tragedies that happened in his life. Lord, what they meant for evil, you turned for good. Hallelujah, Lord. And so may it also be with us and for us. And Lord, may we know when we see a person like Greg who's now lost both his feet that Lord, you have a special compassion for him and what Satan has meant for evil in his life, you are able to use it for good for him and for those around him and you are able by your Holy Spirit to do a work in his life way, way beyond what he even can imagine. And so we just pray a blessing down, Lord, and so many more of these on our our prayer guide. Lord, in each case, take and turn it for good. Help us, Lord, to grab a hold of that. Never let it go, whether it's for us and or for those around us, not to let go that this God has something in mind that's better and that's good. Even when we mess up and we're proud and we're arrogant and we're we just got so much more to learn, Lord. It's the setting that you can take and, and work it out. Father, we pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Closing song.